Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. I don't really have a good segue into this. Oh, so no, but this is episode 90. Yeah, girl. How did we get here? I don't know. I'm kind of surprised. I was thinking this morning. I was like, I knew I wanted to do this episode and I want to keep doing our episodes. I love our podcast. But I was just like, do we need to continue? Do we have to continue? Like, what's the point of this? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) honestly, I go through those phases weekly. weekly right usually when i have to start editing why? the podcast i'm like why are we doing this oh, i don't want to yes. do this it's so much work we're not getting paid like come on what am i doing this for we only have eight listeners i can't even say we're doing it for clout because there is no clout here there isn't <laughs> no we just have like eight friends we know who listen to this and now we can't let them down yeah it's all for them although honestly they would they would totally understand eight <laughs> dialogue podcast network we can't let them down now either we're in too oh, no. deep <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we have buried ourselves into a hole <laughs> dug ourselves into a hole and that is all we can do <laughs> it's so funny because this is all we wanted <laughs> it is <laughs> and now it's it here and we're no, like we love this much commitment. <laughs> i can't too much now <laughs> the millennials in us my inner sagittarius is screaming like get out oh, <laughs> there's too much mm-hmm. commitment get out run oh, run for your life i i think like leo's like love the <laughs> idea of like big things and then we're just like no 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 we we don't want this no this is dumb anyways <laughs> we're here <laughs> we're still doing this and we do not have plans to actually quit so here we go episode 90 but we do have plans to take a break in a very short amount of time very soon that's true that seasonal break that is, is coming which I am looking forward to because I'm doing way too much right now. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was looking forward to it. Like last week I was like, we need this break so much. And then like earlier this week and even like, while I was like with my mixed feelings, I was just like, why, why go on a break? We have so much to be doing. We need to keep talking. There's so much to talk about. (laughs) I'm over here. Like that one SpongeBob meme of that one fish, like crawling into the crusty crab, like let's get that bread. Meanwhile, I'm over here just like struggling (laughs) with, work school oh my and gosh. everything mm-hmm. it's a lot yeah no this is this is me trying to just be who's that who's that one greek dude who keeps pushing the rock up the hill um i'm like yeah this is fine i want to be doing this i am doing this this is not that heavy is it prometheus no prometheus holds up the world no that's atlas prometheus is the fire we're both gonna google <laughs> this right now as a child, as someone who used to be a child who lived for all the Greek and Sisyphus. Roman. Sisyphus. I feel like Sisyphus. I feel like I'm doing great and hard things. And then I just pretend that I'm not going to have to do this all over again every day for the rest of my life. Yeah. So highs and lows, yeah. people. Highs and lows. They come for us all. <laughs> we're just a mess (laughs) oh and we did get that wonderful feedback that said chaotic spirituality should go on a mug so we're gonna have to work on that during our break yes we are yeah 
We will actually make the merch happen this time. We had high hopes. It just didn't. You did. I Yes. I had high expectations yeah. for our season two. I mean, we didn't get the merch out, but we did join a podcast network, which I was not expecting until season three. So, yeah. Veritas, we're doing great things. To be fair, we both went from unemployed and not doing anything and not having any money coming in <laughs> to yes. being... In the most high-stress jobs I think both of us have ever been in, in our lives. Yes. Like, we went zero yes. to 700. We didn't even go to 100. We, we went past that. Who just stops at 100 these days? And then I decided now is a great time to go back to school at the same time. Yeah. So I just Obviously. decided to kill myself even further. Well, then I've got my side hustle. Yeah. So, like, I don't actually have free time. <laughs> I pretend I do. So, like, merch just got away from us. But you know what? I am going to say it now on the podcast. Oh. That if I get a new job, which hopefully is on the horizon very soon. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. All the good luck. I will be able to afford said equipment to start creating the merch. So let's hope for that. Because, you know, your girl is not wildly spending money she is hoarding her money like smaug okay she is hoarding it because she does not know when the money's gonna run out again okay i mean wise but like i'm trying to think of a good example but i've I've definitely been spending my money it's halloween it's october it is my favorite month of the year i live and breathe for the beginning of autumn for the spooky season all the stuff I haven't even like bought like a ton of Halloween stuff, but I'm like, it's October. I will treat myself the entire month long. And I have done that way too much. I've only really been spending my money on things that I actually need. Like I bought That's new good. slippers. Oh, nice. And they came in the mail today. Yeah. Yeah. Hideous, but cozy and warm. You didn't want to get like fun, like fun ones? No, I need function over fashion <laughs> right now. Like it's cold. That's fair. I'm in the Northeast. It's cold. That's fair. I don't do this That's anymore. Understandable. I've realized this is the first year ever that I don't have a Halloween costume planned. No? I have nothing. Yeah, because you did Typhoid Mary last year. Yeah. I always have a costume, and this year I do not. I didn't have one last year. I don't have one this year. I do have this super cute suspender dress with bats on it, so I'm satisfied with my outfits. Also, I'm like wearing a, a, spook, a spooky shirt. It has bone hands and it says stay spooky so i know i'm wearing my easy bake coven shirt yes beautiful you can't see this but i'm basically flashing kaylee right now it's great i love it (laughs) (laughs) easy bake coven that's amazing yeah honestly halloween shirts have gotten so much better and i have worked so hard not to buy them all but if everything goes on sale in two weeks, True. I will go out of money again in November. I'm also trying to save money because I'm have I'm still like I'm going on my Thanksgiving trip. That's right. Yes. I'm put I'm keeping that money in the bank Good. so I can yes. go crazy for yes. my thirty second birthday. Yos. I like that. That's very important. Since I'm like no longer in school and I can go on trips once in a while. I hate having to worry about money on trips. So I, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I, I'll try to be more careful the weeks leading up to it mm-hmm. for the most part, not this year. And then, yeah, that way when you're actually traveling, you're just like, I don't care. I want this right now, whether it's a very good meal, whether it's like the third milkshake or hot cocoa of the day or something. So you can just go out and have fun. Oh yeah. It's, 
going to be wild. I'm ready. But anyways, back on the subject of Halloween. Yes. For a couple of girls who love Halloween more than life itself, we never think about doing an actual Halloween-themed episode near Halloween. I mean, now <laughs> like, that you've said it. We do it. spooky topics, <laughs> yeah. but they're not near Halloween. Like, our fourth episode was Ghosts in the Spirit World, which we ended up talking about ghosts a lot. <laughs> and that did. was in the middle of, like, November. Well, that's because we started right around Halloween, so... I mean, yes, true, but still, like... We didn't even do that last year. Last year, we talked about temples. What? <laughs> I feel like we've totally screwed this up. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> How have we done this so badly? We've been good at general conference. Oh my gosh. The only thing we're good with. <laughs> we even did like we did like a Christmas themed one too. And we haven't done Halloween. And we even did the atonement series we leading up did. to Easter. Like Oh we my are- gosh. <laughs> when you put it into that light, I am so disappointed in us. I will not recover for at least a week. How dare we? Ah! How? Well, because we're so terrible, this year we decided to find a quote-unquote spooky adjacent topic. Not really, but like... It's a bit of a stretch. I felt like it was important. (laughs) It's oh like God. It's like evil adjacent <laughs> kind of. I don't know. Um, we oh we wanted to talk about something that we felt would be kind of appropriate for Halloween, but not really. It's not really Halloweeny. We're just gonna pretend. Pretend, pretend with us, you guys. <gasps> I know what it is. It's Christian Halloween. <gasps> it's like Christian girl fall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Did you hear? Did you hear on Twitter about that weird LDS holiday that people were making up so that they wouldn't have to celebrate the devil? Oh gosh, no. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to find this. It was it was it was about light, a light orientation where it's like they turn on all the lights in their house and they eat like light or white colored foods and like they make yes, yes, your face. <laughs> your face is one of of absolute disgust and I Seriously appreciate it. Why? Why do we ruin everything? Why? 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 I have so many questions. Why? Um, okay, honestly, no. Next year, next year, Tracy, we are going to do one about Halloween and the correlation it has with LDS and why people have a like weird relationship with it. Like why some families will not go trick-or-treating on Halloween if it's on a Sunday, because that's a big discussion in Utah right now. And we're gonna have to like discuss about like Satanism and occultism and how that's played into the church and like all the re- really weird nuances because People are kind of crazy, and they take it, like, super seriously sometimes, and I think it's really weird. And we could be a lot more chill okay, about this. Kaylee, write this down, because you know we're going to forget about this as soon as <gasps> we stop recording today. <laughs> I'm finding I'm my notes right now. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, so we are going to be talking today about the spirit of contention, which, okay, it's not really Halloween-related or adjacent whatsoever. We realize that. However, we did feel inspired after General Conference and after hearing Elder Renlins talk about the spirit of contention to dive a little bit deeper into this topic. So hopefully, by the end of today's episode, you'll all know a little more than just the importance of 
conceal don't feel and why fear leads to anger anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering and yes both of those quotes come from frozen and star wars respectively so you're welcome for that before we start today's discussion we wanted to remind you all that funeral potatoes for the single sword is a proud member of the dialogue podcast network dialogue is a collective of independent and interesting podcasts who promote thoughtful, respectful, and engaging inquiry and discussion into all aspects of the LDS tradition, thought, arts, and culture. You can support our podcasts and others in the network by subscribing today at dialoguejournal.com slash podcast network. Subscribers receive special benefits like ad-free episodes and bonus content. Learn more today at dialoguejournal.com slash podcast network. So we're going to jump right in. Oh, this, this could be a series, Tracy. I just... I know. I know. <laughs> so many thoughts. Kaylee, I think you are filled with the spirit of contention right now, and I, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> okay, um, rude, <laughs> first off. <laughs> Second, you know you want this. <laughs> yeah, I do. This is a chaotic oh episode. Gosh. I'm not editing a single <laughs> oh, thing. No. I'm just going to... Tracy. just going to go straight to print. It's just going straight up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, All right. So what exactly is the spirit of contention? So this comes directly from a scripture in 3 Nephi chapter 11, verses 29 and 30, which says, quote, For verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hath the spirit of contention is not of me, but is of the devil, who is the father of contention. And he stirreth up the hearts of men to contend with anger one with another. Behold, this is not my doctrine, to stir up the hearts of men with anger, one against another. But this is my doctrine, that such things should be done away, end quote. So from a Book of Mormon study blog, it says that when the Savior visited a group of people on the American continent following his death and his resurrection, one of the first priorities was to teach this same principle. He clearly explained how they should be baptized so that there would be no disputations among them, and he emphasized the unity among the members of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are one. And in the passage above, the passage that we just shared, he also states clearly that he that hath the spirit of contention is not of me. The scriptures explicitly tell us that we need to stop being contentious, that we need to root out the evil and root out the like anger, hatred, etc. from among us because if we if we are angry, contentious and like picking fights with people then we are clearly not being the people that the Lord would have us be. We are following someone else. Who is it that we're following, Kaylee, if we're not following Jesus? Satan. Yeah, there you go. Yes, which I find is very interesting because to me this feels like more kind of like a small update that Christ is trying to give us because it's it's after his resurrection. Um, this is in the Book of Mormon, not so much of like the Holy Bible and everything. And so this is a clear point that he wanted to make sure was very clear. Like no contention. Like we don't lead this church. We aren't members of this church. We aren't pushing forward in anger or hatred or anything. And I really like that because it is very easy, especially when it comes to our religion and our faith, because we imbue that in ourselves so much, it becomes part of our, our identity. Um, so it's very easy to feel threatened and hurt and angered when people question or doubt our faith or beliefs. 
So to make this point tells us not to just to be more chill. It means to consider how to take our beliefs seriously in the right and respective manner, in respecting our own beliefs, our flaws that we might have within our beliefs, and those within others as well. It's supposed to be to me. It's like a reminder of a learning opportunity that we need to constantly be aware of ourselves. And I think we just kind of gloss this over too much. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it more in the future. But like I, I've heard this. We can't have the spirit of contention used too much. They'll use that as an excuse to make sure we do not fight at all. How, how to balance this out? It's a way to get people to stop attacking you when they're saying something that you don't like to hear. It's always weaponized by people that like to start fights, like specifically people on like the internet. If you are one of those people on the internet that likes to just stir crap up because you think it's fun, and then you're usually nine times out of 10, you are the person that is saying, wow, we don't need to be rude here. We don't need to resort to name calling and doing all of this stuff. I feel like you're being very immature and I don't feel like this is a good environment for me to be in anymore. And it's like, bitch, you started this. You started this whole thing. We wouldn't be here having this discussion if it weren't for you. Like you don't get to decide all of a sudden that it's too contentious and you don't feel the spirit anymore. You're the one that chased it out of the building with your craziness. So like, bro. Yeah. And we shouldn't be using our anger for things that are that don't deserve our anger. Like the spirit of contention is, and I think it's going to be a lot more nuanced than we what we can like even discuss today because it deserves a very long, very long conversation. I think it's got some duality in it because there are certain points where righteous judgment exists, and um, I mean, Jesus Christ showed us how. Yes, like sometimes it's okay to be angry about certain things, but. I think it's very important that we watch out for the spirit of contention in both our words and our actions to make sure to take that into consideration of what we are doing and why we are doing it. Yeah. And we're going to get more into that in a little bit too. In a really great Ensign article from August 1980, it's called Contention and How to Eliminate It. Um, It says, the scriptures tell us specifically that the Lord expects us to stop being contentious, to cease being angry. In fact, he has commanded us that there should be no disputations among you. Since the Lord expects us to stop being contentious, to cease being angry, he must know that it is possible for us to do. And I really liked that quote because that shows that there's more to the spirit of contention than just like, you know, people being angry at one another. Like there is... Like you had said just a second ago, there's more nuance to it. And you need to like, we need to go in a little bit more. Let's dive in then. So we know from scripture thus far that the spirit of contention comes from Satan. But we must ask ourselves, how is it that we're so easily influenced into this? How is it that we are very quick to jump down someone's throat when we feel like they've wronged us or someone we know and love? One quick answer comes from that very same Enzyme article. Super good, you guys. Check it out. And that article adds and says, How does the devil use contention as a tool to draw us away from the Lord? He knows that contention feeds the selfish feelings that surface, enlarging them, thus creating distance between our real selves and our ideal selves, between our actions and our beliefs. That gap makes us feel guilty. More contention is often the result of the guilt. Thus, contention can both result from and perpetuate selfishness. Its effect is to block out the divine powers within each of us. 
In the same way, selfish people sometimes use anger as a way to control others. Solid stuff here, you guys. Um, I I like how it dives a little bit deeper into the underlying um, issues and concerns that we face, like with our actions and our beliefs. Because what I feel we do tend to do in the church a lot is just kind of like gloss over, like don't do this because we want to be nice to people and love each other, like super basic. But no, we need to dive in deeper to better understand things. The better we understand the nuances the and how things work the better we'll understand how we can better help ourselves and help others around us. So by acknowledging this understanding about the emotions that arise within us, we're going to be able to better identify the spirit of contention and know how to get rid of it. Yeah. Additionally, there are two more answers about where the spirit of contention comes from that are given by general authorities that seem to match into one another as well as into one of the seven deadly sins. In that same Enzyme article, it says, Contention is often the result of selfishness. The person with a contentious spirit is usually thinking primarily of themselves. And when we give in to such a spirit, we separate ourselves further from the spirit of God. So that's one. So selfishness is number one. And then President Ezra Taft Benson said, Pride is manifest in the spirit of contention. So it's selfishness and pride. But obviously, selfishness coincides with pride. So what did we learn? The root of the spirit of contention is pride. Interesting. All right, let's dive in a little deeper. Okay, so we have that awesome talk by Elder Dale G. Renland from this October uh, General Conference 2021. Um, So his talk was The Peace of Christ Abolishes Enmity. And in that he said, When we contend with each other in anger, Satan laughs and the God of heaven weeps. Satan laughs and God weeps for at least two reasons. First, contention weakens our collective witness to the world of Jesus Christ and the redemption that comes through his merits, mercy, and grace. Second, contention is spiritually unhealthy for us as individuals. We are robbed of peace, joy, and rest, and our ability to feel the spirit is compromised. So that definitely does make sense. Like, there's only, like, we can feel the spirit, like, when we're in, like, Thoughts of like righteous anger, for example, but when the spirit of contention is there, the spirit is not going to be the right spirit (laughs) is not going to be there with us. And it's going to be a lot harder to feel closer to our heavenly parents when we are, you know, angry, prideful and being as selfish as possible, essentially. Yeah. I mean, if you think about anger, think about like the times when you have been at your angriest, okay? Who does your anger really affect? It really just affects you. Like, unless you're, like, obviously, like, screaming at people and, like, throwing and, like, fighting people. Like, your anger doesn't affect anybody else except you. You're the only one that knows how angry you are. You're just the one stewing in misery and in fury. And, like, it's really just hurting you. The other person doesn't know that you're that angry with them. The world doesn't know that you're that angry with the world. Like, it's just you. And so, like, when you are clinging to that rage and that anger and, like, you're unwilling to let go of it because the anger is all you have in that moment. The anger is all I have. I can't let it go. Like, you're really just hurting yourself and you're removing the possibility of the Lord helping you get through this because you will not give it up. I say this as someone who is a very hot-tempered person. I'm a fire sign. Of course, (laughs) I'm a very hot-tempered person. 
Like, also throw in the fact that I'm Italian and Irish. Like, those are bad combinations. That's just a fight waiting to happen. I'm a walking fight. I wake up every day hoping someone will fight with me so I can fight them. Like, that's just me as a person. I love that. I feel that. (laughs) I know that I have to let go of, like, these feelings of anger and contention because they're really just hurting me. They're not hurting anyone else. I mean, until the day that the Lord finally lets me snap and kill someone. But, like, I know that's not going to happen. So, like, I got to cool it. And I was raised in a passive-aggressive home with a lot of anxiety and depression, which has screwed me over in its own way. So, I feel that, yes. As someone who, even in college, went to bed, like, shaking because I was so furious about all sorts of things that I could not control. Anger is real. It happens. It's a very valid emotion. But we do need to work on taking those opportunities to take care of ourselves and not let the spirit of contention win. Because yes, as you're saying, it might feel nice and hot and awesome in that moment, but it's it's going to dwindle and it's 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 a very sharp low. And it's, it's not going to work out. It's going to hurt you more than anyone. It's, it's a whole thing of like, you're making poison, but you're going to end up drinking it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, let me just say 2020, Tracy, the summer of 2020. Social justice. Yeah. Tracy was fighting every single day with someone from her mission. Yes. Listen, y'all, it was exhausting. Waking up every day and being like, someone fight me. It was exhausting. It took a lot of time out of my life that I can't get back. It was worth it in a way, but it was exhausting. Would not recommend fighting every single day. It, yeah, it's... So let's talk about... What we can do about it. Yeah, how, how we eliminate the spirit of contention. So from that same Enzyme article from August 1980, it really does have a lot of good stuff in it. Um, it says, quote, The key to overcoming a spirit of anger and contention is to overcome selfishness to try to infuse empathy and compassion into our relationships. The article continues to say, The popular view of our day has been that we are not responsible for our feelings. They just happen. In this view, other people and events cause us to feel certain things, and so our only choice is how we are going to show our anger. However, for us to feel emotion, we must first be aware of some stimulus— an event, a thought, or a memory. And then we interpret that stimulus, and that's when the emotional response comes. Our interpretation can be relatively positive, neutral, or negative. The stimulus itself has no inherent emotional charge. The emotion comes from within us because of how we choose or are conditioned to see the stimulus. Thus, to be angry is a choice that we make. It is not caused by anything or anyone outside ourselves. We teach that we are agents unto ourselves, free to choose what we will do and what we will not do. This agency includes control of our feelings as well as our actions, end quote. I like this. I know I don't always agree with this because it's easy to fall into that flow, Um, which is totally understandable. And I've been seeing this a lot as, you know, I've been living with a two-year-old who is beginning to learn. She has more emotions and everything. And the thing is, we're kind of taught, it's the whole like nature versus nurture thing, but it's, it's all of that. We 
learn from others how we should react. And that's tend to ha- that tends to be how we decide to react. And one of the few things I actually like about Stephen R. Covey, man is a mess, but he did. Te- he's the one who helped teach me that within his um, his books. I began to learn that there is that moment that we kind of gloss over because we react react so quickly today. But we do have that moment between something happening and us choosing to make a decision about it on how we react. So yes, the feelings that we immediately slide into are very valid. But it's our choice on how we are going to react and deal with the situation. I mean, I remember like when we first started this podcast, like I'd been going through a lot of like other work, crazy work things. And I'd had someone call me something that I never heard before. It should have been like devastating. um, But I was so caught off guard. And it's not something that I even consider myself that I couldn't take that normal slope and be angry about it. I ended up mostly just being like kind of laughing it off because I was like, this does not make any sense. Are there other situations where I immediately get angry or if I cry? Definitely. There are plenty of those. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've been able to start slowing myself down like when I'm at least thinking of it. And I can take better control of myself and think things through quickly, rashly. It happens. But yeah, I'm, I'm starting to be like, okay, I can actually choose how to respond. I can respond. In the first place, I can choose not to respond and I can go from there and deal with it. I can choose how I let this affect me. It doesn't change what they've done. It doesn't change like, okay, that person, if they're still being hurtful, they're still being hurtful. That doesn't change. It does not change them. But you get to change yourself if you choose to. Yeah, but that's correct. When I read this quote, I immediately was like, that's exactly what it is, though, because obviously I already said I'm a hot tempered person naturally. But like, as I've gotten older, I have calmed down significantly because of this. Like I have realized, and you don't even know, you didn't even see me at peak like intensity, Kaylee, like early 20s, Tracy was insane. We wouldn't be doing this if we'd known each other (laughs) back then. No, no. (laughs) Not at all. Early 20s Tracy was like ready to fight every second of every day and would get into like straight up arguments all the time. It's just not good. I hated everything so much and I was desperate for people to like me, which did not work. Yeah, no. It just, I realized over the last like 10 years, we'll just say, how I respond to every situation in my life like directly correlates to how the next few steps are going to go. Like if I'm looking at a guest screaming in my face, the answer is obviously not to scream back in their face, which early 20s Tracy 100% did multiple times. Just because someone is coming at you like screaming belligerently at you does not mean that you have the right to do the same thing and that you should do the same thing. You should not be treating someone's anger with anger to like smooth out a situation. If there are things happening around you that are very overstimulating mentally or emotionally or anything, like you can take a second to look at it and analyze it and decide, how do I want to approach this situation? What do I want to do? Do I even want to approach this situation or do I want to get the heck out of here and spare myself some time and some energy? Just that last little bit of this quote of we teach that we are agents unto ourselves, free to choose what we will do and what we will not do and that this agency includes control of our feelings as well as our actions, I feel like we forget that piece. 
Like we are in as much control of our feelings and the way that we express our feelings as much as we are of our actions. So like, it's not just like choose the right, but it's also choose the right thing to say, choose the right response to some sort of stimulus, choose the right emotional link to whatever is happening around you. You have to be the one in control of all of it. You are the one in the driver's seat, not somebody else. So don't let someone else make those emotional decisions for you. Ooh, yes. I like how you phrase that. Emotional decisions. Like, it's not just us making decisions on our emotional. It's making the decisions about our emotions. It is something that we do need to be in charge of. And that is, yes, even when our mental health is down in the pits. That's still something that we have to be doing our best with. Is it always going to, are we always going to be our best? No, but we need to be trying. Are we always going to do everything right? No, but we need to be doing the things that we can in the best way that we know how in that moment. Will we know better in the future? Sure, but that's not the future. We have to do what we can in the moment to better handle ourselves and the situation. Something for us to constantly be working on. And that's why we're, that is why we are here. That is why we're here on this ridiculous earth of ours. We're going to go back to Elder Renlund's talk because he, he emphasized these points in his talk. He did so by explaining how the love of God should be our ultimate focus. So yes, we will have disagreements. Yes, we will not all have the same opinions all the time. However, that should not stop us from working diligently and working daily to have the love of God be our primary target. He said, after the Savior's visit to the Americas, the people were unified. There was no contention in all the land. Do you think that the people were unified because they were all the same? Or because they had no differences of opinion? I doubt it. Instead, contention and enmity disappeared because they placed their discipleship of the Savior above all else. He also says, unity requires effort. It develops when we cultivate the love of God in our hearts and we focus on our eternal destiny. We are united by our common primary identity as children of God and our commitment to the truths of the restored gospel. In turn, our love of God and our discipleship of Jesus Christ generate genuine concern for others. We value the kaleidoscope of others' characteristics, perspectives, and talents. If we are unable to place our discipleship to Jesus Christ above personal interests and viewpoints, we should re-examine our priorities and change. Boom. Mic drop. Well, well. Um, <clears throat> so I have some things to be working on, and I think we all do. I mean, yeah, obviously we all do. He is cutting through to it, and he's just saying, hey, we need to be doing this. It's so funny because, like, that's a quote where people, you know, people are going to weaponize that and be like, are you focusing on discipleship to Jesus Christ as above all personal interests? Whereas other people are going to be like, I don't know. Are you like, are you looking in the mirror? Are you like, shouldn't have to be taking a cold hard face. look at yourself? Yeah. Honestly, people are going to weaponize literally anything and everything. It's insane. And we cannot control it, but we can control what we do about it. Because, yeah, we, we cannot control what people do. We can't make them go down the same paths that we are going down. Um, we can only do our best. And by placing our discipleship to Jesus Christ above our personal interests and viewpoints, then we're doing everything that we can. We're doing 
what we need to be doing. And by doing that, we will learn to see the right decisions and the better decisions that we can be making with our lives, which honestly took me a long time to realize. I was like, I got to do everything right so I can be the best person. I always figured that was the simplest way to do things, but it wasn't. It's try to be focused on your, your relationship, on your discipleship, and then you will begin to do things right. And then you'll become the better person. Yeah. It really boils down to that last bit of just re-examining your priorities and changing. You need to look at yourself, not just look at yourself, because I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, what do you mean? I'm fabulous. I'm perfect. I'm wonderful. Like, I don't need to look at myself. No, you do. Don't just look at yourself, but like pray and ask the Lord what you need to change because the Lord will tell you. He'll tell you exactly what you need to change so you can start becoming better. You will not like it but it's going to be the thing that you really need to work on. And that's going to be what helps you become a better disciple of Jesus Christ. Furthermore, Elder Renlin wrapped up his talk by saying, quote, If we are not one, we are not his. My invitation is to be valiant in putting our love of God and discipleship of the Savior above all other considerations. Let us uphold the covenant inherent in our discipleship, the covenant to be one, end quote. So again, if you are putting the love of God and your discipleship to the Savior above everything else in your life, you will be able to root out the spirit of contention in your life. You'll be able to focus on just doing as the Savior would do and not getting into arguments for the sake of getting into arguments. Granted, we know this is all easier said than done. (laughs) Trust and believe when we say that we know. I mean, we, we both get rationally angry about things on a re- on a regular basis, and we talk about it. Um, and honestly, as as a redhead, I've gotten those clips all my life. Uh, people will ask if I am a hothead. I make things up. But anytime anyone sees me angry, they're like, yep, she's definitely a redhead. So it is interesting, though. We do have a good article from the Liahona in 2015, they did a great piece about how we can avoid contention in truly applicable ways. All right. So they wrote, it's normal for people to have different viewpoints. And there are times when disciples of Jesus Christ need to stand up in the face of opposition for what we believe. But we do need to state our positions in a positive and factual way without becoming angry, bitter, or insulting. So how do we avoid contentious conflict? You've probably heard we can disagree without being disagreeable. Avoiding contention begins with your motives and your desires. The scriptures say that only by pride cometh contention from Proverbs 13.10. So if you care more about winning an argument or being right, a spirit of contention is almost certain to follow. Elder Russell Nelson of the Twelve Apostles at the time, he taught some ways to avoid contention. Number one, show compassionate concern for others. Two, bridle the passion to speak or write contentiously for personal gain or glory. Number three, in humble submissiveness, truly love God. Then we can have the spirit of the Lord with us, not the spirit of contention. I like those. And those are definitely things that I've been working on over the years, especially like number one, show compassionate concern for others. Honestly, when people are being dumb, they don't usually know that they're being dumb and they usually think that they're doing the right thing for a good reason. I've been in those kind of places. I've tried to do the right things and only later to learn that I had totally screwed up and I'd caused a lot of problems in doing so. That happens. None of us are perfect. 
it's definitely helps me to chill out a little bit in knowing that these people, um, whoever I might be angry with at the time, they're being stubborn about their beliefs and their opinions at the moment because they firmly believe that it is the best thing for them to be doing. And we need to be remembering that they are both, that they're also children of God and that we are in a similar place, um, whether it feels like it or not. It's an opportunity for us to open our hearts and say, hey, we, we understand like you're another person who clearly cares about something. And it's something that we can definitely try to come to terms on. Yeah. I really liked that quote about you. if you care more about winning an argument or being right, then the spirit of contention is certain to follow. Because like, yes, there are times where we will have to stand up and like defend our beliefs or defend, you know, like defend anything or defend a person. But like you can do all of those things without becoming angry or insulting someone else or doing anything rude and abrasive. Like you can do that standing up for the truth because your intention is what will drive that defense like you if your intention is winning the argument or being right like that's when the angry side takes over and things get insulting rude abrasive violent even like that's a problem but if your defense or if your intention is to you know uphold truth or defend truth or defend someone protect someone it won't be contentious the feeling is a hundred percent different it really comes from your intention so you can stand up for people and you can oppose things and you can disagree with people without the spirit of contention all of those times when we heard in young men and young women's like avoid the spirit of contention because they didn't want us to argue about stuff no we can still argue we can still disagree about stuff it's just i just don't have to say your mom's a hoe at the end of it like that's the only difference you can keep level voices we can reason things out and show people why we are wrong that way yeah totally doable so kaylee How do you avoid the spirit of contention in your life? What tips or tricks do you have to conceal, don't feel your anger? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Or avoid the path to fear, anger, and suffering? Oh my gosh. Um, Oh man. So this actually brings me to thinking a lot about one of my best friends who pretty much had to raise me in a way um, because I'd grown up like super passive aggressive where you do conceal your anger until you lash out and like destroy everyone all at once. Um, So I was really good at that in my youth. And now I'm not because I worked very hard not to be that person anymore. And one thing that my friend got me to do is to talk about things. And we would talk it out before I could get that angry. And if I started to get angry, we'd be like, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back to this and see what the real issue is here. Because half the time it was for it was a good it was an important thing that needed to be discussed, but did not need to be discussed in an angry manner. That's how it usually is. So one of the things I've done is I learned to do a lot better at just talking through things. And the moment things start bothering me, I start to try and voice them out now instead of holding on to it and letting it grow and wither my soul. So that's definitely helped. That and then if I'm not comfortable talking about it with someone then I try to reason it out within myself and with the Lord to see, does it need to be discussed about? Is this really an issue that needs to be discussed? Is it really an issue in the first place? Do I need to be this angry? And honestly, most of the time, the answer is no. So I do that or I just avoid the person for the rest of my life. (laughs) 
That's good. Those are good. Three solutions. There were they were working out okay. I have not yelled at anyone in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So that's good. How about you, Tracy? How do you avoid the spirit? Do you? Well, yes, I I do. I have been working very hard on this for quite some time. You could say my whole life. <laughs> specific sure. me, my adult life. I think the first thing I do is if I start to feel myself getting angry about something, I try to take myself out of that situation. I know my tongue moves faster than my brain can, and I will destroy you very quickly. So I try very hard to remove myself from situations where it could get ugly very quickly. Um, So that's number one. I try to remove myself from the situation. While I have removed myself, I also start praying because... The only way I'm going to root out this devil within me that is the spirit of contention (laughs) Uh is if I get right with the Lord. So I immediately am like, Jesus, take the wheel. Help me not kill these people. Help me not get a charge because they are not worth my time in prison. Remove this anger from within me. Help me to see things from their point of view so I don't kill a person today. Like, today is not the day for me to end up in prison. So it's a lot of prayer. So one, step away, two, pray. And then number three, I just try to like do a lot of breathing exercises. And while I'm breathing, I think to myself, what is it that's triggering you? What is making you angry? Is it really necessary for you to be angry about this? Could you talk to this person about this situation and not be angry? No, not right now. Okay, come back in a couple minutes. Can you do it now? Yes, I can. Okay, great. Go ahead. Do it. If you start feeling angry again, start be- start praying again. Get right with the Lord again. Start singing a children's songbook song in your head because you need Jesus for this. It's a lot of withdrawing myself from the situation, praying or singing primary songs in my head and then talking myself through it is how I avoid the spirit of contention in my life. I'm not perfect at it, obviously, but I try. No, but you do your best. Um, One other thing that I still do, is it the best way? No. Does it work though? Yes. Um, You've seen Ever After, right? Mm -hmm. When the older sister realizes when she's seated, seated with the queen and her mother, learning about her, her, what, like, stepsister stepsister that's the word thank you when her stepsister has been basically hanging out with a guy she was trying to marry the prince she's excuses herself goes off into the bushes and like screams and throws a fit for like 10 seconds then she comes back she's super calm and she's like there was a bee i still do that sometimes especially like since i live in my room and i only talk to people on the computers and phones now um I take myself out of the situation. I throw a really quick fit and scream at myself and then I'm calm again. And it does wonders for my soul. Sometimes you just need to get that in- that energy out of you, shake it out, whether by punching a pillow, screaming, stomping your feet. I don't care. I know I know it's childish, but it does work and it prevents me from hurting anyone in- including others and myself. I used to do that at universal all the time i would go into the keg cooler and i would move kegs nothing will cool you down faster than being in a cooler that is like 45 degrees with a gigantic 60 pound keg like 
I like at that. your feet where yes. you're just like moving it around. So yeah, it helps. I used to go hike stairs at work. I go up five flights and I'd be like, I, I will go down these as much as I have to until I'm chill again. Yep. So sometimes you just need a really quick solution and that works. Yeah. It really does feel like energy in your body, the anger and the emotions that you deal with. And I mean, I could probably talk to strengths and therapists and such for like other advice. And if you got therapists, then definitely use them for this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's, it really is like this energy within you and if you can't squash it on your own, because I need time to deal with my emotions. Um, but that's a really good quick fix. So, yeah. So there's some tips and tricks for you guys, but we wanted to give you some reminders about the spirit of contention that number one, contention isn't good, but it happens sometimes. So don't beat yourself up when it happens and just try to work on it. It does. It's, it might not always like be your fault. If you're trying to have a conversation and the other person is getting angry that's not on you. That's okay. If you can still remain calm, you can choose to step away from the situation or you can work with them to calm down and keep talking to them. Because I've been in all sorts of situations What where there is and is anger and everyone just hashes out and saying, oh, we can't have the spirit of contention. We should just stop talking. And I'm like, that's not going to fix everything. It is a temporary solution. Yes. But some things really do need to get discussed. There are going to be disagreements, no matter your relationship. Okay, it just happens. And through that, there may be some contention. So as it happens, just try to work through it. And don't just walk away and be like, I can't do this. I don't I can't have the spirit of contention. That's not why you should break a discussion or an argument. I I feel that that's just a cop out. If you want to walk away to deal with your emotions, then yes, you should do that. But using the spirit of contention as an excuse is not the best way to deal with the situation. Second reminder is to be educated, to not hold on to your opinions more than actual facts. I will definitely say that I have been one of those people in the fact in the past. One of the reasons I avoid arguments now is because I've had so many petty arguments and I end up being wrong in them and they suck. It is about the dumbest things. It's usually about movie facts. So luckily, those arguments have not been too serious, but I hate getting in, getting angry and then finding out how wrong I am. Um, so that sucks. And we need to do more to be careful about that. You can't have a real argument. You can't have a, like a real debate if you're so locked into your opinions, because that is part of your identity. And so you're going to ho- spend the whole time feeling attacked when they're not attacking you. They're attacking a belief that you have that they believe or know is incorrect. You need to be aware of what you're talking about if you're going to have an argument or a debate. You need to know what the facts are in the situation. And as you do use your facts, understand that people will always hold on to what they think is right. It's not going to suddenly change in an angry fight either. It's it's not it's it's not going to work. It's only going to make more people more stubborn unfortunately. Like heated debates rarely change a person's mind. And while it's not our job to coddle the stupid people, we do need to remember that we have made mistakes as well. And beating down on someone else isn't worth our time. And that perfectly goes into the next reminder, which is fight the fights that are worth fighting. Because not everything is worth your time. Not every person is worth your time. Not every problem, every 
issue is worth your time. You can't take on everything or end everyone. Handle the things within your bandwidth. Handle the things that are in your wheelhouse that you know you can take care of. Yes, there are a lot of problems in the world. Yes, there are a lot of issues that we all should be aware of and we all should be trying to do something about. However, there are too many problems for me to try to solve as one human being. I am going to stick with the things that I am passionate about and I am going to fight those fights because I am passionate about them and they directly affect me as a person or people that I love. These other problems I will give to other people to worry about. I am not the one that has to fight every fight in this world. I do not have to save the world. I am not Jesus. I will let Jesus and other people take care of those things. So do not feel like you have to jump into every fight just because they're happening around you. Let them go. Let some of them go. It's not always easy. And I understand that, especially if you have a lot of beliefs and you want to care about a lot of people. That is totally understandable. But jumping in into everything is just going to wear you out. And she said it, not every person is going to be worth your time. Is everyone a child of God? Yes. But it doesn't mean you, you need to be giving them your time, your attention, or your energy. Take care of yourself and understand what you can do and focus on that. With the next reminder is to be humble when you're right and when you're wrong. Because there may be a time in the conversation where you realize you've been supporting something or that you've been under the belief of something and you'd end up being wrong. It is an ugly, hideous, painfully awkward feeling and it happens to the best of us. And the best thing that we can do is to bow out. And when we are right, that does not mean we have the right to lord that over people. When people, if they realize that they're wrong in a conversation, please do your part and be humble and say, I'm very glad we're in agreement now. Help them out to figure out their new understanding of something. You don't win arguments and fights. You just come out of them in one way or another. And the best thing that you can be doing for yourself and for your future is to be humble about your response no matter what happens. I feel like the humble when you're wrong part is especially important because we don't like to admit when we're wrong ever. That's no. like a human frailty. We cannot admit when we're wrong. But if you're in the middle of an argument and you realize like you have been lied to your whole life and that now you're like this is not right I should not be listening to you know like I should not have been supporting this my whole life mm -hmm. you can take a step back and just be like you know what I hear your opinions I hear your facts I hear what you're sharing with me and maybe I have some homework to do because I clearly don't know as much as I thought I did it does it just takes that much and it's very hard to say that but like we don't know everything and you can admit it that you don't know everything that's like numero uno we're not expected to know everything we cannot know everything the best thing that we can do is learn learn when we are right learn when we are wrong and keep learning how we can do better so when you do learn something that is cause for celebration and satisfaction not humiliation within ourselves or towards others or others towards us. Yeah. The last reminder is to focus on the Lord and our heavenly parents. So that has been our primary focus of this entire episode, really. Like, you should be avoiding the spirit of contention because 
you are focused on the Lord and our heavenly parents because you are doing everything you can to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and to focus on your love of our heavenly parents. When you do that, you are filling your life with the peace that can only come from our Savior and from our heavenly parents. And you are literally rooting out the spirit of contention from your life. So focus on the Lord, focus on your heavenly parents, and you will be able to avoid the spirit of contention. Beautiful. Yes. So to conclude, these are trying times and it's so easy to reach out and punch more than usual. We get that so much, but we can also get that we can try to be a little bit better every day. The overall goal is to come closer to our heavenly parents, to be filled with peace and love for everyone around us. That will take a lifetime, so please be patient with yourself and don't expect yourself to do any of this perfectly. Yes, the spirit of contention may come. Yes, there may be arguments, but we can continue to improve a little bit more each time. So we invite you to take it one step at a time. Take those deep breaths, stomp on the ground, hit the pillows, shout into the world, do anything. And instead of planning all the ways that you'd get rid of someone, Think about the ways that you can bring yourself peace and avoid getting wrapped up in someone else's drama. Just a quick reminder before we close that our podcast, Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward, is officially now members of the Dialogue Podcast Network. You can learn more about our podcast at potatoesward.com and on dialoguejournal.com slash podcast network. While on the Dialogue Journal Podcast Network site, you can find other amazing and like-minded podcasts. You'll always get ad-free episodes and bonus content there as well. Just check out dialoguejournal.com slash podcast network to learn more. So yeah, avoid the spirit of contention as much as you can and figure out ways to help yourself get through this insane world that we happen to live in. I guess that's what we're trying to say here. Exactly. In our spookiest way possible. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.